Rumbaugh away from second, carry it first. This pitch, that's drilled to right field. Hit really well. Eddie Pelk is looking up, and it is gone. Another home run off the bat of Josh Karen, and the Huskers have exploded to a 3-0 start here in Game 3. Now the 3-2 to Andrews. She swings and blasts it. Center field and deep. Delgado going back. It's gone. 4-0 Nebraska. Billy wins the eight-pitch battle and crushes one over the fence in center field. Her third home run of the weekend, her fifth home run of the year, and the Huskers double the lead to 4-0 in the third. He is 1-0. Carey swings and rockets one into the left center field gap. That piped it. It's headed to the wall. Silva motoring around third. He'll score easily. Dylan Carey continues his doubles party here in Arizona, and the Huskers strike first tonight. It's 1-0. This is the Scarlet Slugger, your go-to show for all things Nebraska baseball and softball. Here's your host, Camden Cohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Scarlet Sluggers on KRNU2, a show focused on Nebraska baseball and softball. I'm your host, Camden Cohn. A busy show planned for this week, as we'll start with Nebraska softball down at the Mary Nutter Classic in California. Husker softball played five games this past weekend and started off Friday against San Diego State. Nebraska got on the board first in the top of the second inning as Bella Bacon drew a leadoff walk and Brooke Andrews followed that up with a single. Caitlin Neal laid down a bunt and ended up reaching on an air to load the bases. Emerson Cope then got NU on the board with an RBI ground out to make it one to nothing. But San Diego State responded in the bottom of the third inning. SDSU had runners at second and third with just one out when McKenna Brocky tied the game with a single through the left side. But the Huskers were able to throw the second runner out at the plate and keep the game tied at one apiece. The game didn't stay tied for long, though, as Peyton Cody led off the top of the fourth with a bang. But she's out of the game right now. Peyton Cody leads off for the Huskers against Celeron. Cody swings at the first one and lifts it high in the air. Right center and deep, and it is gone! Home run, Peyton Cody, and just like that, the Huskers take back the lead! The game stayed at 2-1 to one until the bottom of the fifth. San Diego State scored on a wild pitch from reliever Kalen Kinney, and that allowed an Aztec to score from third base and tied it at two. The game remained tied after the seventh, so we headed to extras. We start with a runner at second in extra innings, and Nebraska had Billy Andrews there to start, but she was stranded there as the next three Huskers were retired via a strikeout, groundout, and flyout. So now we head to the bottom of the eighth. Kaylin Kinney was still on the mound, and she struck out the first batter, but then Alyssa Garcia lined a single down the left field line to score the runner from second and give the Aztecs the 3-2 to two win. It was a game that Nebraska was unable to get on top of and really just let slip away from them. They had to bounce back quick, though, as they played number 19 UCLA just a few hours later. NU let off the game with a run in the top of the first, thanks to a single from Billy Andrews, who then advanced to second on an air. A ground out moved Andrews to third, and then Ava Bredwell walked to put runners on the corners for Peyton Cody. She doubled to left center to score Andrews and put Nebraska up one to nothing. Brooke Andrews then walked to load the bases, but the next two Huskers were retired in order as Nebraska missed a golden opportunity to take a big lead. UCLA answered right back in the bottom of the first as Maya Brady, yes, Tom Brady's niece, led off with a solo home run. Then with one out, the Bruins loaded the bases on a single, a walk, and a hit batter. A two-run single to center gave UCLA a 3-1 to lead before the Bruins loaded the bases again. A sacrifice fly one batter later 
pushed the lead to 4-1 to one after one inning of play. Nebraska was able to get one run back with a solo home run from Billy Andrews in the second inning to make it 4-2. to two. After a scoreless bottom of the second, in the top of the third, Ava Bredwell and Bella Bacon walked to put runners on first and second with only one out. Caitlin Neal then grounded a ball up the middle that ricocheted off the glove of Brady as Bredwell came around to score and cut the lead to 4-3. to three. Samantha Bland then hit a sharp ground ball to second that was misplayed for another error, and Bacon came around to score the tying run this time. Neither team scored in the fourth inning, a real shocker with how many runs were scored in this game, but don't worry, as in the fifth inning, Peyton Cody drew a leadoff walk, and Bella Bacon drew one as well to put Huskers at first and second with just one out in the fifth. Following a strikeout, Sammy Bland came through with a clutch two-out, two-RBI double that gave Nebraska the 6-4 to four lead. Then, in the sixth inning, Billy Andrews homered again for second home run of the game to give NU the 7-4 to four advantage. The Huskers added an insurance run in the top of the seventh to make it an 8-4 to four game. But the Bruins were ready to make a comeback. Their first batter was retired, but then two singles and an air put runners on second and third with one out. An RBI double then scored one of the runs to make it 8-5 to five before a walk loaded the bases once again. Then, a costly air from Caitlin Kaneda that could have been a double play and ended the game allowed two more runs to score and made it 8-7. So now it's first and third and still only one out. The Bruins got an RBI single to tie the game at 8, and then Emerson Cope came in to pitch and allowed a game-winning walk-off single to the first batter she faced, and NU fell 9-8 in another heartbreaker. So what a tough first day of action for the team as they fell in walk-off fashion twice, and it really made you wonder how the rest of the weekend was going to go. As no rest for the weary, as on Saturday, Nebraska played number 23, Oregon. Nebraska jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the top of the first, as Billy Andrews led off with a single, and Peyton Cody followed that up with another single, and an error in the outfield allowed Andrews to advance to third and Cody to second. Bredwell then brought in the game's first run with a sacrifice bunt that scored Andrews. Bella Bacon made it 2-0 when she scored Cody with a sacrifice fly to center. Oregon put up a threat in the bottom of the first as they loaded the bases, but pitcher Sarah Harness got out of the inning unscathed. After a scoreless second inning, Nebraska doubled their lead thanks to Billy Andrews once again. Now the 3-2 to Andrews. She swings and blasts it. Center field and deep. Delgado going back. It's gone. Four. Nothing, Nebraska. Billy wins the eight-pitch battle and crushes one over the fence in center field. Her third home run of the weekend. Her fifth home run of the year. And the Huskers double the lead to 4-0 in the third. Huge weekend so far for Billy Andrews against some really good competition. After a scoreless bottom of the third and fourth innings, Andrews led off the fifth inning with a single, stole second base, and then scored on an RBI double from Ava Bredwell to give Nebraska the commanding 5 to nothing lead. But if you remember from Friday night's game against UCLA, Nebraska blew the lead in the bottom of the seventh, so no one in that dugout could be happy with just a five-run lead. In the top of the sixth, Sammy Bland added on one extra insurance run in a big way. As Bland swings and lifts this one to left field and deep, and it is gone! Home run, Sammy Bland! 6-0 Nebraska! Her first Husker home run! And it comes on a homecoming weekend for the Chino Hills, California native. So that made it 6-0 NU. After a scoreless bottom of the 6th and top of the 7th, 
It was up to Kalen Kinney to close out the win. And out 21 is even more difficult than 19 or 20 as Wong swings at this one, pops it up to short. Billy over to her left, and Andrews makes the catch to finish off the shutout victory for Nebraska over 23rd-ranked Oregon. The Huskers with their first win over a ranked foe since the regional semifinal of last year. Their first shutout of a ranked foe since February 18th of 2018 when they shut out Utah. Final score in this one, Nebraska 6, Oregon nothing. Big time win for Nebraska softball over Oregon. As you heard Nate Rohr with the Huskers Radio Network say, that's Nebraska's first shutout over a ranked opponent since 2018. Impressive stuff there. But NU still had two more opportunities for wins on Sunday, starting with number 20, Utah. This game started off much slower than the previous games of the weekend, as there were no runs on the scoreboard until the bottom of the third inning, when Nebraska put a big crooked number up. With one out in the bottom of the third, Billy Andrews continued her red-hot weekend. 2-2 to Andrews. She swings and lifts this one. Left field and deep, and she is gone! Home run, Billy Andrews! one nothing Huskers! That made it 1-0 NU, but the Huskers weren't done yet. Peyton Cody and Ava Bredwell drew back-to-back walks, and then Bella Bacon singled to load the bases for Sammy Bland. The 1-0 on the way from Lopez, and Bland swings and blasts it! Left field and deep! Gone! Grand slam! Sammy Bland! 5-0 Nebraska! Huge home run for the freshman to give Nebraska the 5-0 lead. That was her first career Grand Slam and came in her home state of California. What a moment for her there. After a scoreless fourth inning, Utah got three runs on the board in the top half of the fifth to trim the NU lead to 5-3. Then Utah scored five more runs in the top of the sixth to take an 8-5 lead and added another in the seventh as Nebraska couldn't answer and fell 9-5. Again, a big theme for Nebraska in the Mary Nutter Classic has been letting big leads slip away, and both on Friday and now on Sunday against Utah, something that this pitching staff is going to have to work on without one of the best pitchers in the country in Jordy Ball. So finally, that brings us to the final game of the weekend against Cal State Fullerton. All of the action in this game occurred in the first three innings, so let's get to it. Fullerton took a 2-0 lead in the top of the first thanks to two RBI singles, but NU answered back. Billy Andrews led off with a single and stole second before a throwing error, but Huskers on first and third with one out. Bella Bacon then cut the deficit in half with an RBI single that scored Andrews and made it 2-1. Samantha Bland followed with another RBI single to tie the game at 2. Then Emerson Cope stepped up to the plate with two runners on. The pitch from Chambers. Cope golfs one to center and deep. Going back Delgadillo, and it's gone! Three-run home run, Emerson Cope! Make it 5-2 Nebraska! Big-time response by Nebraska to jump on Cal State Fullerton and make them pay in the bottom of the first. NU added on in the bottom of the second as Brooke Andrews led off with a double, and then her sister, Billy Andrews, knocked her home with an RBI double to make it 6-2. Cal State Fullerton got one back in the top of the third, but only got one hit the rest of the game as Nebraska won 6-3. So Nebraska went 2-3 down in California, but easily could have been 4-1 had they not given up leads in the games on Friday against San Diego State and UCLA. 
so nothing to be ashamed about as NU will now head back to Balmy, Nebraska, where they will host their first home games of the season in the Big Red Invitational against Wichita State and Missouri. More information on that later in the show. This is the Scarlet Sluggers on KRNU2, and I'm Camden Cohn. And now, let's head down to Phoenix, where Nebraska baseball played a four-game series with Grand Canyon University, better known as GCU. GCU was receiving votes in all of the major polls after a 4-0 start with wins over USC, Georgetown, BYU, and Ohio State. But Nebraska came ready to play in Game 1. I mentioned this in last week's show, but with a non-traditional four-game series, someone is going to have to start on the mound that didn't start in Arlington. And I predicted that Drew Christo might be someone that would get an opportunity. He ended up getting the nod from Coach Will Bolt on Thursday night. And boy, did he make the most of that opportunity. More on that in just a little bit. Nebraska went up against GCU ace Daniel Avidia. Avidia is a junior that is already a two-time all-conference member of the WAC and was coming off of a win against Georgetown, where he went six innings and only allowed one run while walking one and striking out five. So the Huskers had their work cut out for them, but NU pitcher Drew Christo was up to the challenge as the two pitchers put up zeros for the first three innings of the game. In the top of the fourth, Riley Silva was hit by a pitch, and then Dylan Carey came up to the plate. He is 1-0. Carey swings and rockets one into the left center field gap. That piped it and it's headed to the wall. Silva motoring around third. He'll score easily. Dylan Carey continues his doubles party here in Arizona, and the Huskers strike first tonight. It's 1-0. That gave Nebraska the early 1-0 lead, but they weren't done yet as first baseman Tyler Stone stepped up to the plate looking to do damage with Carey at second. Media set at the belt. Little 0-1 pitch. Stone hits a high drive to left field. Wilson is chasing it to the track, to the wall. It is gone. Tyler Stone hits a homer. His first is a Husker. A two-run shot. 3-0 Nebraska. That made it 3-0 NU. Christo went out and threw a scoreless bottom of the fourth inning to get the Huskers up to bat once again. Riley Silva was able to work a one-out walk in the top of the fifth before Josh Karen. Step to the plate, looking to score Silva. And the first pitch to Karen. Breaking ball, hammered to center field. Drifting back is Verdusco to the track, looking up, and it is off the top of the wall. Rounding third is Silva. He's going to score. Digging for three is Karen. The throw hits his helmet, and Karen's into the stands. He'll be allowed to come home for a run, and the Oscars have added two more to the board and lead it now 5 to nothing. What an odd play there as the throw went right off of the helmet of Karen and into the dugout, so he was able to advance home. Officially scored as a triple with an error, allowing Karen to advance, but nonetheless, Nebraska led 5-2-0 after five innings of play. After Christo spun yet another scoreless frame on the mound, freshman Case Sanderson picked up his first career hit with a triple off the wall in left, and then scored on a sack fly from Garrett Anglum to increase the NU lead to six. GCU was able to get their first run of the game in the bottom of the sixth, thanks to three hits, but Christo limited the damage and exited after six innings with a 6-1 to one lead. The Lopes were able to get another run across in the bottom of the eighth, and that made it 6-2. to two. Riley Silva led off the ninth with yet another hit by pitch, his third of the game. He stole both second and third base, and then Tyler Stone stepped up to the plate once again and hit an RBI double that made it 7-2. to two. And then finally, freshman Tucker Timmerman looked to close it out in the bottom of the ninth. Timmerman comes set and the pitch. 
Breaking ball popped up in the left. Cole Evans hasn't measured, coming in, carried, drifting out. Evans calls him off, makes a catch, and the Huskers have come on the road and picked up a victory in game one of this four-game series over a really good Grand Canyon team here tonight. They win it by a final of 7-2. to two. A great first win of the weekend for Nebraska to improve to 2-2 two and two on the season as GCU dropped to 4-1. and one. Drew Christo was dominant on the mound at times for Nebraska as he went six innings and only allowed one run on seven hits and struck out four. Another impressive thing from Christo was only one walk. That's huge for Drew after he's had a history of struggling with his command at times. The same two teams were back at it on Friday night as Brett Sears got the start on the mound for the Huskers. But before he even threw a pitch, NU catcher Josh Karen made sure that he had a lead. Young with a long hold, now the pitch. That one's hammered to center field. Going back is Verdusco. He's to the track, looking up, and it is gone. Josh Karen drives it out of here to center field, and the Cornhuskers lead it two to nothing. That was Karen's first home run of the season, as Nebraska led two to nothing after one inning of play. After a scoreless second inning for both squads, the Huskers looked to add on some more in the third. Riley Silva began the inning with a single, and then he stole second base. Karen was then hit by a pitch, so with runners at first and second, Tyler Stone stepped up to the plate looking to extend the lead. Here's the pitch. Stone swings and crushes one to deep left center field. Verdusco back to the wall, off the top of the wall. Around third and scoring is Silva. And Josh Karen being waved around. The throw comes home. It is late. Tyler Stone is scorching hot here in his hometown. And the Huskers have doubled their lead. It's now 4 to nothing. Big hit from Stone to double NU's lead to 4-0. Nebraska scored another in the fourth to lead 5-0. Meanwhile, Brett Sears continued to dominate on the mound as he won six innings of scoreless baseball. He struck out a career-high seven lopers and yet another impressive outing. In the top of the seventh, Tyler Stone and Cole Evans hit two out singles, and freshman Will Jeske stepped up and ripped a pinch hit RBI single through the right side to make it 6-0 in the seventh. GCU plated their first run of the night on a two-out ground out in the bottom half of the inning to make it 7-1. In the eighth, though, the Huskers responded thanks to Josh Karen once again. Ryan Webb with the 3-0 pitch. Drilled into center field. Long run again for Verdusco. Onto the track. Looking up, and it is gone! Home run, Josh Karen's second home run of the night. This one a three-run blast to right center field, and Nebraska now leads it 9-1. And you added another two runs in the ninth to clinch the 11-1 win and take a 2-0 series lead. The offense was great as Nebraska pounded out 17 hits, but did commit two errors, something to monitor for the future. Now to game three of the four-game set. Will Walsh got the start on the mound for Nebraska as they looked to win the series over GCU. The offense picked up where it left off from Friday night's 11-run showing as Caden Brumbaugh and Dylan Carey reached on singles in the top of the first to set up Josh Karen. Brumbaugh away from second, carry it first. This pitch, that's drilled to right field. Hit really well. Eddie Pelk is looking up, and it is gone. Another home run off the bat of Josh Karen, and the Huskers have exploded to a 3-0 start here in Game 3. Nebraska led 3-0 after the top of the first, but the Lopes were ready to put up a fight tonight as an error on the shortstop Dylan Carey and a single led to a two-RBI double 
from Cade Verdusco to make it a 3-2 game. The score stayed that way until the bottom of the third, when back-to-back solo home runs from Zach York and Bo Ankeny gave GCU the 4-3 lead. That was their first lead of the entire weekend to this point. Impressive for Nebraska, as they were 4-0 headed into the series and had won the WAC Conference the past three seasons. Grand Canyon led 4-3, headed into the fifth inning, and Nebraska looked to tie it up as Cole Evans stepped to the plate and led off with a double to center field and advanced to third on Dylan Huff's sack bunt. Caden Brumbaugh then hit a fly ball to right field that allowed Evans to tie the game at four apiece. But once again, GCU responded as they scored two runs on three hits and a Nebraska air in the bottom half of the fifth as they took the 6-4 to four lead. Nebraska responded with a run in the seventh, but had an opportunity for a lot more as they had the bases loaded with no outs. The Huskers immediately regretted not getting more runs home as GCU responded thanks to an RBI triple from Eddie Pelk. That made it 7-5 to five after seven innings of play. The Huskers loaded the bases once again in the eighth inning after singles from Will Jeske and Cole Evans and a walk to Case Sanderson, but NU was unable to score. Riley Silva began the ninth inning with a single, but the next three Huskers were retired in order as GCU got their first win of the weekend, 7-5. Nebraska had five runs on 11 hits, but two costly errors, while Grand Canyon had seven runs on 11 hits and no errors. So finally, the all-important final game of the series occurred Sunday. Nebraska led the series two games to one, and this may have been the most wild game of the entire series. After Saturday night's game, there was a bit of a skirmish or exchange of words, you could say, between the coaching staffs and some of the players of both squads. GCU was pumped that they got the win after getting beat pretty bad the first two games of the series. So both teams were coming to the ballpark fired up on Sunday. Stop me if you've heard this before, but Nebraska's offense started the game off hot in the top of the first inning as Dylan Carey stepped up to the plate with two outs and laced a double down the left field line to allow Josh Karen to step to the plate. Watkins looks back at second and the 0-1 pitch. That's ripped into center field. That's a base hit. Up with the balls for Dusko. Being waved home is Carey. Here comes the throw. Here comes Dylan sliding. Safe. Head of the second is Karen. Safe at second base. That was Karen's 10th RBI of the weekend. He's definitely a front runner for my player of the week award, but more on that later. The Lopes responded with a run in the bottom half of the first inning after a triple and a ground out to first base. In the second inning, Garrett Anglum continued his hot weekend with his fourth hit. Anglum advanced to second on a sacrifice bunt by Ben Columbus. Anglum then stole third base and then scored on a balk from GCU starter Hunter Watkins. Watkins had started in his windup and seemed to forget that there was a runner on base. Typically, when there's a runner on, a pitcher works from the stretch, so Watkins stepped off after he'd already started his windup for a balk. So 2-1 Nebraska after a scoreless bottom half of the second inning. All right, a lot happened in the third, so I'm going to try and fill it in for you. The third started with Riley Silva getting plunked for the fifth time this weekend. Then two quick outs from Dylan Carey and Josh Karen left Silva at second base, but then Tyler Stone stepped up to the plate. Watkins comes set, and the pitch. Breaking ball, dribbles one through the left side, that's a base hit. Silva around third, and he will score. Tyler Stone, an RBI single on the left, and Nebraska on top, 3-1. to one. Stone's single was huge, but the Huskers were far from done. Garrett Anglum reached on an air from the shortstop. Ben Columbus walked, and now the Huskers had the bases loaded. 
the Lopes turned to their bullpen and brought in Isaac Lyon, and he faced Cole Evans, but before Evans could do anything, Lyon threw the ball in the dirt for a wild pitch that scored Stone and made it 4-1 to one Huskers. Now Evans had two runners on and a chance to really extend the NU lead. Lions 1-2 pitch. Slider hit hard up the middle, and it's going to find its way into center for a base hit. Anglum scores. Here comes Columbus to score. Cole Evans lands a haymaker here in the third. And Nebraska's lead now 6-1. Evans made it 6-1, but the Huskers still weren't done for the inning as Rhett Stokes singled and Evans advanced to second. Then they both advanced on another wild pitch from Lyon, and then Cole Evans scored on a throwing error from the catcher to make it 7-1. to one. Finally, Caden Brumbaugh singled and scored Stokes to make it 8-1 to one NU. They scored six runs as 10 Huskers came to the plate and gave Nebraska a seemingly commanding lead. You may be asking how this was the most interesting game. Well, it didn't stay a seven-run lead for long. Nebraska pitcher Caleb Clark wasn't great on the mound as he let up a run in the third and fourth innings to make it 8-3. to three. After allowing a leadoff single in the fifth, Clark exited, and Tucker Timmerman came in to pitch. Timmerman hit the first battery faced and walked the next. Then a single from Bo Ankeny scored a run. That made it 8-4, with the bases still loaded. Then Tyler Wilson stepped up to the plate and made it a whole new ball game. Now the 1-1. Drill to right field. Going back is Anglum looking up, and it is gone, and we are tied at 8. You can hear the shock in Greg Sharp's voice from the Huskers radio network in that highlight there. So Wilson hit the game-tying grand slam, but was ejected for a bat flip and seemingly showing up the Huskers. This was a controversial decision and was all over social media. Before the game at the home plate meeting with the coaches, it was apparently made clear to both teams that there was going to be a short leash on showing up the other team. And that leash was very short, as Wilson found out. Jalen Worthley then came in to pitch for Nebraska and he was able to get the next three outs and close out the fifth, but not before GCU had tied it at eight. Worthley kept the Grand Canyon bats at bay for the sixth and seventh innings as well, as the game remained tied at eight. A huge bounce-back performance from Worthley after a tough performance in Arlington against Texas Tech. In the top of the eighth, the Nebraska bats finally came alive again, as Caden Brumbaugh led off the inning with a single, his second hit of the day. He advanced to second on Silva's sack bunt, and then Dylan Carey was hit by a pitch, and both runners moved up after a Josh Karen ground out. Then, a couple of crazy sequences happened. I'll just let Greg Sharp explain. Roll the highlights. Triplet comes set, the 1-2 pitch. Gets away from the catcher, coming down the line to score is Brumbaugh, and the Huskers take a 9-8 lead. And then, now racing down the line and scoring is Dylan Carey. He steals home. Carey saw a lackadaisical throw from Geiselman back to the mound, and Carey took off and scores. So Brumbaugh scored on the pass ball. Then the heads-up base running from Dylan Carey to steal home on a bad throw back to the pitcher from the catcher made it 10-8 Nebraska. It stayed that way until the bottom of the ninth when Kyle Perry entered with one out looking to close out a successful weekend for Nebraska. Kyle Perry comes set. Here comes the 0-2 pitch. Bouncer to first. Stone backs up, has it, flips it to Perry covering, touches the bag. Game over. Nebraska has beaten Grand Canyon 10-8 today. They come on the road and win the series three games to one. So Nebraska improved to 4-3 overall and went 3-1 in Phoenix against Grand Canyon. 
The Huskers scored 10 runs on 9 hits and committed 1 error, while GCU scored 8 runs on 12 hits and committed 3 costly errors in the loss on Sunday. It was a very successful weekend for the Huskers and a great bounce-back weekend after dropping two tough games in Arlington the week before. Even though it may not have been the prettiest baseball, and you took three games from a really good GCU team, I think this weekend may be one that we look back on in a few weeks as a big resume builder. As for Player of the Week, I think it has to be Josh Karen. Karen's now hitting 333 on the season, with the team best three home runs and 11 RBIs. He had just one RBI coming into the series against the Lopers, so a really solid weekend from Karen down in Phoenix. Next up for Nebraska baseball, they will play yet another four-game series, this time down in Charleston against College of Charleston. Odd game times for this weekend's set, as Thursday's game is at 1, Friday's a 3 o'clock start, Saturday they play at 5, and finally Sunday's game is at 12 Central. Charleston is 7-0 after sweeping Youngstown State this past weekend, so this should be another good test for Nebraska baseball. As for Nebraska softball, they're actually back in Lincoln for their home season opener at the Big Red Invitational. They will play a really good Wichita State team twice. The Shockers currently sit at 7-3 and have defeated two top 25 teams so far this season. The Huskers will also play two games against 13-2 Missouri. So it should be an excellent weekend of softball in Lincoln where temperatures are expected to reach the 70s. How about that for February? That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Be sure to tune in next week as I recap the weekend for Nebraska baseball and softball and may have a special guest as well. So stay tuned for that. I'm Camden Cohn, and this has been the Scarlet Sluggers on KRNU2. Thanks for listening.